As a writer, I started journaling as soon as I could pick up a pen. In 2010, I decided to journal in a much more public way by creating my blog, MSThing.com. That's what he said is an extension of my blog and what I like to consider a weekly peek into my personal journals. As someone who's always had a knack for making the ordinary extraordinary, each week you can expect to hear all about what the hell I've been doing, what I'm reading, watching, and listening to, and plenty of opinions and asides along the way. Consider me your office bestie you don't hang out with outside of work, but love to catch up with. Welcome to That's What He Said. Hey guys, welcome back to That's What He Said with me, Emma's Thing. So today's episode is a long one because I got to sit down with one of my oldest friends. I've known her for literally 25 years and you may be familiar with her via Instagram. You may not be, but her name is Caitlin Coffey and she is the mastermind behind the account Harris Vintage on Instagram. Caitlin is a uh, total creative, just like creative director, a graphic designer, a brand designer, and a vintage curator. And she is so well-versed in everything she does, and she's so passionate about it. And all of that comes across so strongly in our discussion, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. So because this is a very long episode between just her and I. I'm going to keep this intro incredibly short and I only have three things that I want to talk to you about really quickly. So the first thing that I want to say is that I don't know if you saw or not, but I fucking did it, you guys. I mastered a cat eye eyeliner. It happened so quickly. I just can't believe it. I'm still not over the fact that I could walk into my bathroom right now and do a pretty decent cat eye. And really, the main thing is that I didn't have the right eyeliner. This entire time, I've been using this liquid eyeliner that was so wet and so messy, and I wasn't able to manipulate it how I needed to. And I got a felt tip eyeliner and that changed absolutely everything and I will be doing a tutorial uh, on how I do my newfound cat eye over on my Emma's Thing Instagram account either this week or weekend or next week but it's definitely coming your way and I will obviously show you the product that I use which is like seven dollars it's like nothing it's total like beginner's felt tip eyeliner but yay I mean already like not even a week into 2023 and I checked off one of my biggest resolves for the year. So I'm feeling pretty good. The second thing that I wanted to just give a huge shout out to or about on here is that we finally have a backyard and I am over the moon excited about it. When I first moved in with Zach two years ago, he hadn't really done anything with the backyard space. Like there was a deck and that was about it. There was a lot of grass. And since I've moved in, he has built us a pergola from the ground up with his own two hands and he has made us uh, garden boxes to plant lots of vegetables and things in and he has had someone come and create a fire pit and a whole place to sit back there and we hosted our first like I'm calling it our inaugural backyard get together. We hosted the Georgia versus TCU game on Monday night and we had a group of people over and we had food and we blew up 
this massive blow up screen that Zach's best friend slash best man gave us as a wedding present. He gave us the blow up screen and he gave us the projector. And, you know, it's like it was like one of those presents that you get and you're like, ah, really? Like, are we ever actually going to get around to using this? But Zach was just so inspired by the big football game that he was like, we are going to figure this out and get it set up. And we did. And it was such a fucking blast. We had a fire going. I just was like in awe the whole night. Like I really couldn't even pay attention to the game, which I didn't have to because it was a total blowout. But I was just like so taken with our own surroundings and can't believe that my fucking husband did this. Like it's just so impressive and so amazing. And I'm really proud of him and I feel really lucky and I just cannot fucking wait to be back there all the time. Like I just... Oh, God, it's been in the making for so long. So get ready to see a lot of backyard footage. And I had a couple people write me and ask to kind of explain the process or like if I have any before pictures of how it used to look. And I definitely do. So that's just another piece of content I'm adding to my list. And I will be sharing all of that with you guys as well. I actually can't remember the last thing that I wanted to say. So obviously it wasn't that important and it can wait. I really just want to get into the meat of this episode. And this is a part of what I'm calling a refresh series. And I just thought it'd be really fun for throughout the month of January to sit down with a couple of people that I feel like, you know, would be really good people to talk to in terms of New Year's resolutions or like fresh slates. And I'm going to be talking to my financial advisor next week. And then after that, I'm going to be talking to my personal trainer, Meg. And you guys are going to be able to send in questions for both of them. So don't worry about that. Definitely be sure you're following That's What E Said, the podcast, so you can submit those questions whenever I put the questions box up. But Today, I thought it'd be really fun to start out with Caitlin because, you know, I feel like a new year, clean slate, maybe you moved into a new place last year, or maybe you've made a resolve with, within yourself to put some more time and effort into your home surroundings. You know, there's been such a massive shift with you know, the workforce and so many people are working from home now. And I think it's like really hitting people how important it is for you to be happy and comfortable in your surroundings so you can do good work and really enjoy the space that you're in. And I think too, like as I grow up and my audience grows up with me, like we're all getting more and more interested in home stuff, like home decor and not looking like every other fucking house. And you know, getting into vintage and thrifting things and trying to find your unique style. And that is what Caitlin is an absolute expert in. And she's also one of the funniest fucking people that I know. So I got to go to her house this week and sit down with her for a couple hours and shoot the shit. And there are so many amazing nuggets in this conversation. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Definitely follow her on Instagram. Check the show notes for any specific things that we mention and yeah enjoy the show and I will talk to you guys next week okay so we are here with Caitlin Coffey of Harris Vintage say hey girl hey girl (laughs) okay so I am in Caitlin's home right now and I'm sure that those of you who are listening who are fans of her already are very jealous as you should be because it's very cool it's it's as cool as 
she presents it to be on her Instagrams. Um, but I want to start this mm-hmm. by talking about how we know each other. Okay. Um, because like, do I feel cool that I have known Harris Vintage for 25 years? <laughs> yeah, like it's <laughs> fucking awesome. So we met at Camp Longhorn. Mm-hmm. On the bus to Camp Longhorn. Yes. The year was... 98. Was it 98? My peak year, yeah. <laughs> Best year of my life. <laughs> it's been all downhill since yeah. then. Yeah. Um, I was 11? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was 11. And we're only a year apart. Yeah. I guess, well, I was nine and I turned 10 at camp. Oh, yeah. Because you have my a birthday's every year at camp. July birthday. Yeah. So you, at that point, were a Camp Longhorn veteran, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I got, that was my third year at camp, wow. and I got favorite that year. Oh my god. Again, peak year. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Appaloosa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I was a vet by that point, and like, you and your sister walked on the bus, and obviously, none of us had ever seen y'all before, so I was like... You're like, who are these new bitches? Yeah. No, I was like, let's make friends. Like, they're probably really nervous. And then oh you God. had, like... We've told this story all the time, but Emma had... Her mom had given her, like, this tin of Chupa Chup lollipops. If y'all remember that, that's a like, throwback. hand out to make friends. <laughs> and, of course, I was like, can I have one? And then, like, her and her sister... Uh, sat like in front of me I guess and we talked and like they were the funniest people ever and I guess Kate was on the bus too yeah and we just like literally did bits the whole time and then we were best friends um pretty much really yeah and like with Allie too like we were just like it was just like instant and then we went to camp together for nine more years I know like different cabins too like totally different experiences but like we were still best friends. Yeah, like you were always like our little sister. Yeah, I mean, like, you I would are... go to y'all's cabins all the time. Yeah, like I would come check on you. Yeah, like and then Caitlin and I, I mean, I guess like the three of us hung out outside of camp in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, and Caitlin was like my cool Highland Park friend. Mm-hmm. Like she's the reason that <clears throat> I was mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's the reason I was so obsessed with Highland Park. Oh my god. Oh. <gasps> Oh my god the dog just shut the door the dog just shut the door that is so scary but like i would come hang out with you on the weekend Mm -hmm. and like drive down to dallas proper which was the biggest deal for me at the time and caitlin would take us to all of her you know neighborhood what do you call the neighborhood haunts yeah like just the spots yeah burger house wild about harry's oh my god urban outfitters Um, what was that one diner that used to be on? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, Are we like you took us there to get fries and like? Oh wait, on Greenville Oasis. That's still there. But I was thinking we were we went to the one in Preston Center Metro Diner, which we did. Okay, but on Greenville, that's Oasis. But it was always just like summers at camp with Caitlin were incredible because literally our relationship was built on comedy bits like bits. we just did bits constantly like, like we both are like we're gonna be on snl one day yeah, but i don't even think we even said that yeah. it was just like what two little girls three little girls because Allie too we're just doing bits constantly <laughs> like but it made it so fun because like we weren't in the same cabin so like we would see each other like passing by each other yes and we would like fuck with each other like 
Yeah. I don't it even was remember so, any of the bits. Like, but, like, camp was, like, for people like you and I, performers, yes. if, if you will, was so huge because, like, with campfires and, like, just in general, like, the funny girls always, like, had, you know, everyone's attention. Yeah, And, like, we could true. just do bits and, like, thrive and, like... Because at school, we weren't allowed to do any of that. Well, we got in trouble. Yeah. It's like we would be moved away from our friends for talking too much. Yeah. That was like my MO. Or for making our friends talk too much. Or for making our friends laugh. I'm like, it was their choice to laugh, bitch. I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> I'm just like hanging out. I'm like, just like being me. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not my problem. Yeah. So that's why camp was like, we thrived there. We really did thrive. Because there was structure, but like, we could just have so much fun. Yeah. And like, if my kids don't go to Longhorn... They're going to, right? I mean, they should be on the wait list. I don't know. I mean, it's so expensive. Oh, my God. If there's anyone out there that wants to to sponsor my kids, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But they're alums, so we'll see what we can do. I mean, you're Caitlin fucking Conway. Yeah, like, favorite 98. Um. Um, That rings the bell. (laughs) Nan, are you listening? But I did become a counselor, and... It was terrible. It was horrible. I still have... (laughs) nightmares that I same oh my god went to be a counselor and I'm stuck there and I'm like how did I do this again oh my god Caitlin same it's so bad I don't know anyone else who became a counselor or hated it as much as you and I did oh my we were meant to be like we don't want to fucking be responsible uh-uh. and like yeah like responsible for like 18 Kids. little girls like no some of which had uh night terrors like no oh my god yeah and I was head counselor of course you were like I'm like what? <laughs> Y'all know me? Like you were like premier. You were do not put me in charge. Like but I were, did well, you know. Like yeah, but there's so much trauma from camp too. Like we really? don't have to get into it. That'll be like another episode. It, well, I mean, not like from me that happened to me, oh. but like just certain things that yeah. I think about. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have some of those moments too. One in, in particular. Anyway, um, so that's how Caitlin... Y'all just have to <laughs> imagine what we're talking about. <laughs> Use your imaginations, y'all. Um, so that's how Caitlin and I met. And like I kind of started saying, like, obviously we both grew up in Dallas and Caitlin was my cool Highland Park friend. And I literally, I wanted to go to Highland Park High School so bad. I went to Plano West. I don't know if that's going to mean anything to anyone listening, (laughs) probably. But I went to Plano West, which was like new money, very upsetting, very upsetting shit, did not fit in there. And Highland Park was like, and still to this day, they are, you will see them walking around if you're in the area. It's (laughs) oversized t-shirts that cover their Sophie shorts they're wearing. So it looks like they're just wearing a big t-shirt and Birkenstocks like so that long, 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 long hair. Yeah. And super long hair. And I wanted to be that girl. I bought a Highland Park Scott sweatshirt mm-hmm. and wore it to my high school. And people were like, you're an asshole. <laughs> and like, I didn't go, I didn't grow up going to Highland Park. I went to Catholic school and then like went to Highland Park high school. But yeah. so I didn't really like know that it was like a thing, like a, aesthetic it was just like I don't know like you just fell right in yeah I guess okay so you grew up in Dallas obviously Mm -hmm. um tell us a little bit more about Caitlin where you went to college okay your what was your childhood like oh my god so like (laughs) I said I went to Catholic school for my whole childhood and it was horrible but uh (laughs) more on that yeah (laughs) um 
I was just a very, like, I don't know the word. What kind of child was I? Like, a very, like, spunky, I guess yeah. you could say, child. I just loved, like, um, I loved, like, being by myself in my room, really. But I did have, like, lots of friends that, like, I just loved nature, being in my room, singing, like, putting on bits by myself or with my friends. Um was just a very weird child like didn't have many toys so like I would just like it was all about imagination yeah I would just like use potatoes from my mom's kitchen and like turn them into toys which is like so sad but like (laughs) it really did like make my imagination like thrive yeah and I loved like frogs and lizards and I was just like very boyish (laughs) I love Sports. I loved basketball. I loved. I don't know. Did you play basketball? Yeah. Oh my god. I was starting point guard, babe. Oh my god. Yeah. How tall are you, son? I know. Oh, I was B team, babe. Like, come on. Um, (laughs) But I was like obsessed with basketball, and like, I don't know. I was just like a very tomboy, like weirdo. But I got in trouble a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot, Mm -hmm. and sucked. You were rebellious. Yeah, but like, I yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess feel like I you were was. rebellious, but also when it came to school, because like I knew you very well during that time, I feel like you just didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. Like no. that was like, you're just like, it's fucking school. Like I could give a shit. Uh-huh. I have bigger things going on. Yes. Like that's true. <laughs> and like, lucky for me, my parents didn't like keep a big like thumb on me. So like, yeah. that I, but I, I don't know. Like, so I got away with that, yeah. but, um, my grades did suffer, but <laughs> I did somehow make it into college. I went to Alabama. Roll tab, baby. And yeah, which is such a weird place for me to go because like, I don't know, at that time in my life, I, I don't know. I, I visited the campus and it was like so beautiful that I was like, and as some people who follow me know, like my surroundings are very important to me because like I visited KU yeah I obviously really wanted to go there like that was like where I was going all my best friends went there but no offense but like aesthetically the buildings (laughs) honestly (laughs) were like not speaking to me Mm -hmm. and like the snow and everything so yeah um when I visited Alabama it was so beautiful and like the designer of that of Alabama designed Chapel Hill, which is like famously the oh. most beautiful campus in America. Oh well, I mean, that's what people say. <laughs> and I literally didn't meet anyone. I didn't go out. I was with my parents and like toured and like ate at one restaurant. And I was like, I want to go here. And I went and like, thank God I did because I made the best friends. I had like the most just like classic college experience, like literally that you see in the movies. I did focus on school somehow and I did graduate and you majored in advertising like advertising communications and like uh computer science minor but like so it was like graphic design was my path okay which I did end up doing for my job yeah um and I really 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 liked it like luckily my mom like got me into the advertising school like right at the beginning because she majored in advertising and like did advertising in New York so like she knew like me being artistic and stuff and like not good at math, <laughs> like that that would probably be a good path for me. Yeah. And it was like, I was obsessed with it. I like enjoyed learning yeah. for once. Um, 
but yeah, it was just like super fun. But you're like, also an artist. So like, did you take any classes throughout college that like, Oh my God. Extracurricular, like painting and stuff. Yeah. And I hated it. Really? Oh my God. Like, and just like in high school, I took a ton of art and I fucking hated it because am I allowed to cuss on this? Are you fucking okay. kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You fucking bitch. <laughs> Of course. Um, this is a, okay, but <laughs> it's it's really like in my experience, the teacher is like what affects me the most. Like, yeah. and the teacher in high school was a total fucking bitch and like oh. hated me. And the and like I just don't like structure around art. Like I don't like assignments. I don't like art assignments yeah. because it's like, well, what if I don't want to do that? Right. You know, like I'm just. I guess I am rebellious, but I'm just so I hated the classes you just want to do what you want to do yeah and yeah. I'm like oh so I didn't finish my art homework like <laughs> why am I stressing about this this is so stupid right and like the critiques that was the main thing about the art classes in college it's like you know like let's all stand around and talk about what what you did wrong and I'm like no like no art is subjective and like yeah you that shouldn't feels have like... any rules so I, I really didn't like it but <clears throat> graph design which I started doing in high school as well i i just like thrived off of it like once i learned the programs in college i would literally emma this is gonna shock you <laughs> i would like go to the lab on the weekends and do like side graphic design projects oh my god to build my portfolio like that's how much i liked it i am shocked like not like like me going to school when i didn't have to be there wow and it wasn't like studying i was just like I want to be in the lab You're designing. You to play. Yeah. And oh my God, it was so fun. And like, it was like, cause I, I am a painter. Like I do paint and like draw and stuff, but like for some reason, the graphic design is where I can like really, my brain can go onto the page in a way that I cannot do as an artist. Yeah. Like a, you know, traditional artist. So I was just like very much in love with it. And like, kind of just ran with it and it worked out. That's amazing. Uh, which I know doesn't really happen for many people in college, but luckily it did. And like, I did graduate somehow. <laughs> I did it. And I did it, mama. Got a job after college and like lived with my parents. It was like the shittiest little job. Like, Every, but I was like, everyone's I'll was. take anything that's graphic design. Yeah. And you graduated a year after me. And so, I mean, it was, it was a hard time. Yeah. It was still like the recession. I graduated in 2010. Yeah. Of December of 2010. And luckily I got a job like really soon after. And like, <clears throat> I, that was just kind of like a job, you know, mm -hmm. like, and it did give me a lot of training and, but it was like such a tra trashy like place. Yeah. <laughs> but then I like got hired at an agency and it was like my dream job. I did freelance a little bit before that, but like, but they hired me as like a production designer, mm. which is my total Achilles heel. Like I suck at it. Really? It's very analytical and like you have to, it's like if you miss one pixel, it's like the whole world ends. Oh so like God. I sucked at that, but like they saw my talent was elsewhere, like with branding and like concepting. So like. I kind of just grew up there, luckily, became like junior art director, art director, all that. Yeah. Um, I stayed there for so long. I was there for seven years. Damn. And then it was really like, I, I shouldn't say much, but it really became obvious that like, 
I needed to do branding. Like my brain needed to do branding for companies like without any like anyone holding me back. <laughs> and like I was pregnant, very, very pregnant. And I was doing a lot of freelance on the side, like at nights and weekends. Again, like yeah. what? Like right. clearly I love this a lot. Yeah, you're passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't for a lot of money and like, I was pregnant. Were you pregnant with Harris Cliff, or Cliff? Okay, Cliff. so, so this second. was 2019. Okay, and I I got a couple of like really clutch freelance clients, and like one of them was Dondolo, and Kata is like the most amazing amazing woman ever. Um, she's like female entrepreneur, like just very supportive of like female run businesses, and she I did their branding, and she was like, you need to have your own company. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, but then I was like, wait. <laughs> and then I started doing the math and I'm like, if I just had like six clients a year, I would be making more than I am now at this agency that's like not promoting me and not like giving me what I want. Right, right. <laughs> so I was on maternity leave and quit my job. And because I talked to my husband and he was like, yeah, I mean, you should go for it. Like, do it. Amazing. Like, so I started my, well, okay. So I quit my job in January of, of 2020. 2020. <laughs> and bought, like, signed up for my LLC on March 15th. And then, like, the lockdown was, like, March 15th. Literally 15th, yeah. And so it was kind of a blessing because, obviously, like, if I had a job and, like, a boss, it would suck. Because, like, I have kids. Yeah. Two kids. And my husband has a very demanding job. So, like, he was working, twenty like, 12 hours a day. Yeah. So I was just, like, playing with the kids in the backyard. Right. Which was, like... Like, it made me go crazy, but it was really fun. And, like, I'm really <laughs> glad that I had that time. Like, when I look back on it, yeah. it was so hard. But finally, in J- July of 2020, I, like, launched my business. And, like, literally, like, leaps and bounds of what I could have ever imagined. Right. Because I get to work with, like, female entrepreneurs and, like, cool small companies, which is, like, what I thrive at. Yeah. And, like, storytelling and, like giving people a brand that's like unique and not just like blah like you know I just like to like get to that like cru- like that crux point of like how are you different and like why does that matter right and it's people seem to like it and it's worked out but like now my business is so different it's like right branding is like part of it uh-huh and then I have like the art curation and like styling yeah and now okay. I'm doing like so I want to get into okay. all of that <laughs> okay. I want to get into all of that but that was a very good like background story of like okay sorry that was boring but... no it wasn't boring at all I mean okay. like my favorite thing with stuff like this is I want to know who you are like I want people who are listening to like understand where the fuck you're even coming from yeah I don't want to I don't think you should ever go into something assuming like people know your whole background true you know yeah that's true that's um true. but what's so crazy is that so you quit to like do your own thing on March 15th or sign up for your mm-hmm. LLC. Do you remember I quit? Yeah. And we oh, saw each other. We saw other. each other. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. Like I gave my two weeks literally like, I can't remember when. I, I didn't get that. Oh, okay. Siri, no, I wasn't Emma, talking to you. It was, um, it was like April or May. Yeah. And I saw you in Oak Cliff. We did not live in Oak Cliff anymore. No, you were over there for some reason. Which is so weird. And I li- like literally I had just gotten off the phone with my manager and told her I was leaving the company. And I was like, I had so much like nervous energy that I was like, all right, Cece, come on, we're going for a walk. And literally like I was a crossing. I was yeah. it was like on my street, I was like crossing, and you were like, Emma, and you were in the car and you were do you have no I had Cliff? Cliff. 
Cliff because he was sick. I remember you being like, oh, he has like snot. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I was taking him to the doctor. <laughs> okay. Yes. I remember that. I'm sorry I commented about your kid's snot. Oh, no. I mean, it's normal. Okay. <laughs> I hope. Um, but yeah, you were like, oh my God. Emma. I was like, oh my God, I just quit. Like, I'm going to do. And I knew that you had. Yes. I think I knew that you had left or like we're starting your LLC. And we like, that was a really special moment. I know. That was I so can't crazy. believe it was like the same exact day. Yeah. It was like 20 minutes later. And you were like, I feel so good. Like. I was like skipping. Yeah. I was like, I feel I know, so you, free. Yeah. Like you really were. And like, that's the best. Like, and people have asked me like, was it, is it hard to find clients like during the pandemic? or back and I'm like no people are like finally doing their passion projects they're finally like realizing like life is short like I need to like fucking get after it or like go back to my yeah it was kind of like the perfect time yeah it was crazy that was like with writing and stuff too it was like people like okay I'm gonna launch this website or like I don't know like I really want to lean into this kind of content and I need like a content editor yeah like I mean it was such a unique time oh my god it was so hard but it was in a lot of ways for like people like you and I like I don't know we just really benefited from like oh for sure taking it as an opportunity I guess yeah and like luckily I probably wouldn't have quit if I had known the pandemic was coming you know yeah we would have been like no that's so stupid but like luckily I did and like not not saying it's stupid but like it's just risky you know like giving that up but like thank God I did because I mean, I gave myself this, we gave ourselves this gift of like autonomy and like just creativity that's boundless. And like, just, we get to make the rules. No one says like, yeah, you are a art director. Right. You know, it's like, that's what your business card says. Like, I don't have fucking business cards because it's like, I'm whatever I am that day. Exactly. Like, who cares? Um, I love that. You're so right. I haven't thought about that, but it's like all of like, the fucking like politics of of titles it's like I remember even being like oh I really want manager to be on the end of that and it being like a thing like well we can't really and I'm like well you also get more money if you have manager you know like it's such a bullshit thing it's like they wouldn't I don't want to talk shit about my like you don't have to but it's like clearly I should have been senior art director and like but because I it costs more money to be senior art director they wouldn't make it my title I'm like and why does that even matter? I right. guess it mattered because, like, if I was going to get a new job, I would want it to be, I would want to be senior art director. Yeah. So I could get paid more at the other job. Right. But it's like, it's such bullshit. Like, everything is just made up. It is. <laughs> it really, all, of, all of it is so um, arbitrary. All of it is so arbitrary. It's so stupid. Okay. So you're a strong, independent, creative woman. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I know everyone's going to want to know, but like, kind of give us your background with like decor with home design. I mean, I know you've always been into it, but Mm -hmm. kind of like, when did it really start picking up Mm -hmm. speed? Okay. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've gone to estate sales my whole life and like always been getting little trinkets and stuff. You've always been a vintage girly. I have. I have. (laughs) One of my favorite things about hanging out with you in Dallas is you would take me to like your favorite vintage vintage, spots. Yeah, like Lula B's and stuff. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh my God, look at this t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah we were obsessed with vintage we were. t-shirts like holy shit oh my god it's all I and like wore. polos yeah <laughs> men's polos and like like really disgusting old like purses mm-hmm. oh my god okay go ahead. yeah go ahead. like we had so, I had so many weird things but um yeah I've always been a vintage girl because my dad would take me to estate sales and like it was just in my blood and like in my family 
And then, uh, like, in 2015... Oh, wait, can I stop you? I'm so sorry. Just one more, like, personal thing really quick. Um, How did you meet your husband? Tell us your story. So, Nate and I went to high school together. And, this is so funny. He was on the track team, like, off-season track. Like, he did... He played football, but, like, ran track off-season. And he's, like, super fast and, like really cute and um, he was like the fastest guy in school that's why I liked him. <laughs> he really was though he actually was which is to me like so cool but um I was like doing track because you didn't have to try out and like yeah. I was just like such a little shithead like I got voted most carefree by the seniors because like that's, that's such a just, nice way to play like doesn't give a fuck um but like so I would just sit on the sidelines and like watch the guys like run and Nate was one of them and I was just like had the biggest crush on him but like it was like you know he was this older guy and, yeah like, whatever so How I didn't really see the he's two grades older than me okay two and, grades yeah we're like 35 you're like he's two grades well because like literally I'm 34 and he's turning 37 next month yeah so I'm like we're three years apart and he's like no we're not and I'm like you're yeah, turning we are. 35 in July I know but I like to feel young okay that's fair. um and he does not like to feel old but <laughs> So that was like how I discovered who he was. And then my, one of my close friends, her brother was his friend and like, whatever, we didn't hang out at all in high school. But after high school, um, a lot of my guy friends went to Texas Tech with him. And what? Sorry, Raleigh. (laughs) Raleigh, stop. (laughs) Um, And so he like got to know about me, Mm, kind of. Okay. And... Then, like, after college, we met. At, like, how soon after, though? Um, it was a couple years. It was, like, 2012. Okay. At the Red River shootout party. Oh. You know, like, the Texas OU thing yeah. that you, like, pay to go to? Yes. Um, We, like, danced and, like... Hit it off? Yeah. And then, like, didn't hear from him oh. for six months. And- oh! <laughs> And the rest is his No, story. but we both, I gave him my wrong number or he gave me his, something like that. And so like he would text me and I wouldn't know it was him. And I was like super short and he thought I was just like a bitch, which I kind of <laughs> am. But, and then like we finally got back together at Katie Trail Ice House. I saw him. I just like randomly went there one day because I was living with my parents and I don't like going out at all. Like I like being at home, like You're watching such a movies, but I like went to day drink and like <laughs> walked there and like got dressed and like met a bunch of friends and he was there and we just literally from then on have not left each other um so and then yeah. how long after that did he propose three years okay so we and I got, you got it was like at a, in a, like a pavilion oh my god yeah in highland park versailles park okay i guess it's like a gazebo and yeah like opera singers and stuff because oh. at that time i was so obsessed with the opera like oh my god like you know what Eatsy's the opera singers? No. Oh my god, Eatsy's has like opera singers sometimes. I had no While idea. While you're shopping. You know what? They probably got rid of it since the pandemic because yeah. I haven't seen him. But he hired two of them and because we lived right there. Oh my god, that's so romantic. We lived in like a duplex right by Eatsy's yeah. and, and Oakon. And he hired them and yeah, it was like really romantic. And I was totally somehow totally shocked. Really? Like, yeah, it was crazy I mean was he like meet me in the park no no he was like we were going to meet his grandma oh oh yeah yeah at dinner 
And he was like, I have to stop by Whole Foods to pick up flowers for Mammy. And, like, the Whole Foods was right by Versailles Park. So that's, like, why we had to... Oh. Like, and he didn't have to do that. I don't, I never know where I am ever. So, like, he could have just <laughs> been, like... Grown up yeah, here. like, Cafe Pacific's this way. Like, I would have <laughs> never known. But that's how he had to get us. And then, like, he parked. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I thought he was going to tell me Mammy... Something happened to Mammy. <laughs> but, no, we got engaged. And then... We got married a year later in Newport. And, like, it was just magical. And oh. so great. And... Um, you were like, I think my first friend, I think outside of Kelly, I can't remember which one of you, what year did you get I married? Think, uh, 2015. Okay. So Kelly got married first, but I just remember like when you got engaged, it was like such a new thing. Yeah. Like, I was so young. Yeah. Like, like they, like engagements had just started happening yeah. for our age group. And I was like, what? Yeah. I like know. I didn't even understand the concept. But, I, but that's the whole Alabama thing. Like I like went to Alabama, which is like very deep South. And yeah. like all my friends. Mrs. Already... Degree. Yeah. Well, oh my God. Yeah. God. Don't do that girls. Do not. Don't. Because guess what? Most of the people I know that did that, like went or to divorced. college just to find a guy. No, are still like single. Like you can't really, you have to set yourself up, which thank God I have a mom that like d- doesn't you. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to have your own independence before you get married because it's like, you don't, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to find a guy yeah, ever. 100%. So like, yeah. why do you expect that that's a guarantee? Like that should not that. be your goal in life no that should not be your goal because if life. it is you're gonna fail <laughs> you're gonna be fucking miserable and like this isn't the 50s but again is, that could be a whole other podcast episode it, true like you can do whatever you want but like definitely have and i always think about that sex in the city episode where there um there's like this really rich lady is getting divorced and her auction for all her art and like decor is yeah, happening yeah and this is when carrie's like trying to give up thinking about giving up her apartment. Oh. And I literally, this is not registering. Okay. But keep well, the going. woman's like, no, always keep your own, like, you have to have your own thing and your own independence because, like, you never fucking know. Oh, wow. Uh, so, like, a degree, not a degree, but, like, a, a job and a career is, is part of that. Like, yeah. have some independence so that if you do end up not finding that Prince Charming at college, then, like, you're not <laughs> fucked. But anyways, yeah, so... So you ended up marrying your high school crush. Yeah. That's so fucking cute. I know. Like, and some of my, my, my family knew that I had a crush on him, but like, you know. I love that. It's, yeah, it's funny. Um, okay. So now let's jump back. So sorry. Mm-hmm. This is all He did not place. know who I was, by the way. He didn't? No. It's okay. Did he have like serious girlfriends before he met you? A couple. Yeah. But not like. They're like us. college girlfriends. Yeah. Not yeah. like, you know. And I did too, but not like, yeah. no one I was like, oh, we're getting married. Right. You know, like it wasn't like that. Didn't you have a boyfriend throughout college? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember <laughs> his name. I don't know what he looks like. I couldn't tell you. And I remember when my friends asked me, they were like, I mean, are you and Taylor going to get married? Taylor. I was like, no. <laughs> and they were like, then why are you dating him? I was like, oh, is this a thing? I was like, are you serious? Yeah. That, Caitlin, literally that exact moment happened for me. It was my college boyfriend and he had moved to Dallas, which I always say, like, I'm not going to say I regret because like I met Whitney because of it. But anyway, we had never talked about getting married ever, ever. And like when we were 23, we were like in Dallas and we were like at a bar and he was looking at me and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking right now? And he was like, 
just how I'm going to marry you. And like my stomach dropped to my asshole. I was like, I have to fucking 23? break this off. I have to break this off. I don't want to fuck marry. I don't want to fucking be with this guy forever. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Anyway, okay. Let's go back to why people are here. Okay. Harris Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, so you grew up going to estate sales. Yeah. And then when did you yes. really start getting into so what you're 2015, into? my first son was like three months old. And I, this is kind of when like flea style was happening, like, mm. or like vendor stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like pop-up vendors and like Etsy and stuff. <laughs> and kind of like the beginning of people selling on Instagram. Mm. And I'd been on Instagram since like the day it launched. Same I think you had too. Yeah, and um, so like I was very much an Instagram girl already. So, yeah. you know, like we kind of had a, a leg up, I think. But mm-hmm. then I start, I went to Flea Style, which for those of y'all that don't know, it's like this big vendor event in Dallas where like lots of different vendors sell vintage stuff or like bracelets you know like whatever it doesn't have to be old but yeah it's handmade yeah handmade or vintage and it's like clothes and decor so I went just by myself and I was like walking around and I was like I see and I at the time I'm like thrifting going to estate sales all the time and I'm like I see so much better stuff than this like I I could do this so I did it I was just like okay I'm gonna start because I had so much stuff and like I needed to get rid of it and God, I have so many questions. I was like, so I started posting on Instagram to sell it and created Harris Vintage. Harris is my son's name. First son. First son's name. So I was like, what should I call it? What do I love the most? Harris. So I just Aww. called it Harris Vintage. And like people think that my last name's Harris or my name's Harris. And I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> it's not that simple. Like, people will message me and be like, hi, Harris. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, so I did it. And then I started posting and like, I found such good stuff and um, I ended up applying to be in flea style and you know got it all you have to do is like pay but got it <laughs> and then like the runner of flea style like reposted something of mine that I was selling these like amazing equipoly chairs and I was like this is the best day you know like this is the best day of my life like and then it just kind of like took off from there and then I did flea style and made killing like wow. did so well and like use that money to like continue buying and selling stuff so and that it, lasted for a really long time so it started as selling vintage on Instagram. okay so like you literally would like it was a shop you would go to like estate sales and stuff just to find pieces you think you could sell yes but I never buy anything that I wouldn't keep in my own house because I don't like Again, I don't like seeing anything like ugly or that I don't like because it brings my mood down and like gets me upset. So I like I knew what people liked at that time. So like I would get kind of some stuff like that. But yeah, I just like it was mostly like small decor. But then I was like selling it on Etsy and like I had to pack and ship it. And like I suck at that. Like, no. So I did that for a while. Then I did Cherish, which you can bring it to UPS and they pack it for you. Okay. And then I'm just like, it's too much to go. Like, it's just too much to go. I lived in like very far away Oak Cliff, nowhere near a UPS store. And I was just like, so when I moved here to this new house, I stopped selling because like, um, I had to, you know, I couldn't keep buying stuff when I'm moving. Like, right. what am I doing? And so it, and people like started really liking my house. Like I would post my own style and like style little vignettes around my house and people like really liked it. 
and like a couple of my girlies on Instagram, like I have all these like friends that are also vintage yes. people. They're like, you need to show your house more. And I'm like, really? And so I started showing my house more. People like really, really liked it. And then once I had launched my business, I wanted to take pictures of like me, like for my website in my house. And so I hired Kelly Sutton. She's a photographer in Dallas to like take interior shots and shots of me. And then I had all of these like really high quality interior shots of my house that I could just like post, 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 post. And they looked really good because I was used to like styling it myself with like my shitty iPhone and like those were great, but like this like kind of took off. Yeah. Like you, you leveled up. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was, it really felt good because like I like my house and yeah. like it's all thrifted. It's all secondhand. So like that's kind of like a good message, you know, like, and I'm very like, uh, passionate as we know. <laughs> and so I would just kind of, and then I kind of started like showing my face more on Instagram, which like makes people go nuts. I, yeah. Like the numbers like are so much higher when you show your face, which I did read about that. And I do tell clients that I'm like, you should show your face every day or something. That makes me so happy because I just have to tell you that (laughs) as you guys are well aware, I am very good friends with Fashion Jackson and she doesn't even listen to my podcast. (laughs) So I guess she's really not that good of a friend, but I'm joking, Amy, if you hear this. She's busy. She's She's busy. busy. Um, But like, I literally fought her on showing her face and talking to the camera for years and she would not listen to me. She's like, that's not my brand. Like, I just want it to be about fashion whatever and as soon as she fucking did right she skyrocketed i'm yeah. like people this is like they want to relate to you they want exactly. to know you on a personal level yeah. yeah obviously you're a fucking like vintage curator they want to see what your home looks like so there's like justification they're like mm-hmm. oh she's legit like she really does have really good style yeah and i like her personality she's cute she's funny whatever oh, like i mean it oh my really God. did like yeah and like i so and, and that's like a kind of the other level of that is that I was working from home by myself Mm. and I used to have like I worked with my best friend Jamie worked at my company with me yes and like I had such good girlfriends at that company and guy friends and like I missed like I am very introverted surprisingly and you are too am I I mean so how I think of is how I think of an introvert is clearly not you and me but like (gasps) on the outside but like we like our time alone we like our space at home we like like I don't know like I have to recharge like a lot like when I'm out with people like I like I get very drained and like I need time alone which is very introvert but like I missed talking to people and like engaging with people so like I started talking to my camera and like I didn't even think much about it I was just like you know and people started really like uh, you know, taking to it or whatever. Yeah, like engaging with you. Yeah, and like, so that kind of was like a, I know, what do they call it? Like parasocial relationship, but like, yeah, I didn't have anyone to talk to because I was by myself all day, so I would just like talk to my followers. Yeah. And yeah, it just was like, they, they, like, and then you find people that are like you and like accept you for how you are. And I really think like, if you just like be yourself you're going to find people that like you. Yes. Which is like, can you think of anything better? Unless you like are an absolute asshole. Yeah, right. Which maybe you'll find other assholes. Like that's why fucking like 
incels exist, but like, <laughs> like don't don't be scared to like be yourself because and like Emma, like you're yourself on your page, and it's like there's obviously people out there that are on and like I follow people on Instagram who I relate to. Yeah, you know, like I don't follow. I follow lots of like interior accounts, but like I also just follow people, you know, like right. Um, because I feel like we're like in this day and age where, yeah, we want to have like face to face conversations like this, but it's really hard, especially when you're like married and have kids and a job and like whatever. Right. So I don't know. Like Instagram was just like I love Instagram. Like, I love Instagram so much, and it's so us. Because, like, Emma and I used to take pictures, like, fucking constantly on our digital cameras. Oh, my God. I'm going to post some. Yeah. And, like, post, like, albums with, like, a hundred. Like, the stupidest. Of the stupidest. Like, Emma would do it a lot more than me. Because, like, she's been on the pulse of social media. She's the one who got me on Facebook before. Like, I had only (laughs) been accepted to college. So, like, you had to have, like, a college email to get on Facebook. That's how old we are. And Emma... AIM'd me. I remember she like AIM'd me and was like, okay, you have to go on Facebook. Cause she was in college already. And she's like, get on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, I have a email. This is killing me. So like she's had her finger on the poles of social media since day one. And then she's like, get on Instagram. I'm like, okay. So we would use Instagram as like a editing app. Yes. And so like when you go back to our Instagrams at the beginning, it's so bad. It's just like the same picture over and over because we were just like <laughs> editing it as like with the filters which yes. is so it's stupid. like how Britney Spears does it now but like yeah it was acceptable back then yeah and yeah so anyways like I love Instagram I love I love posting just anything that I think is beautiful and it's not a lot of work for me like what you do is like a lot of work and like oh, a lot of like I wouldn't say that time planning and stuff like, just like was like if I'm actually like, okay, I really want to do this specific content. I'm yeah. going to spend some time on it. But other than that, like... I mean, it comes naturally to you, so it's not work. But like... Yeah. But what you said, Caitlin, like, I've never, ever thought of it like that. But you're so fucking right. Like, a big... The only downfall that I can find with working for yourself mm-hmm. is you do miss that office camaraderie. Mm-hmm. But it's like literally just the little bullshit things that used to go oh, on yeah. at the office. Like, you don't miss anything else, but it's like... It is nice to see people <laughs> and like, oh, do you want to get lunch or like, oh, it's five o'clock. Let's have a desk beer. Like, or like, did you hear what happened to Britney Spears last night? Exactly. Like just talking about that stuff. Like, and it's, it's, I don't miss collaborating or anything no, like that. Like, no. sh- like strap me down. Sorry. <laughs> like, I like to work by myself. I, fucking hate I do have like people I like collaborating with, like, but I get to hand select them. It's not like my right. boss is telling me I have to fucking like work with this person. Right. I get to decide who I work with. Yeah. Um. So I like the people I work with, but yeah, I don't miss like the bullshit team building. Like, no. And it's like, you can, like, I know that probably people are like, okay, like you can wake up in the morning and text your friends about what happened with Britney Spears, but it's different. It's like, you work so hard, like with social media, it's like, you work so hard to like basically curate this. I know this is such an overused phrase, but like tiny corner of the internet, Mm -hmm. it's yours and like this community. And it's like the people who ride for you are like (laughs) literally ride or die. If anyone ever comes to you, they're like, we'll fucking kill them. Yeah. Like I, (laughs) like they clearly don't understand you. Yeah. I have like 12 people like at the top of my mind that I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that have been there since like day one. Yeah. Um, 
I see y'all. I love y'all. But <laughs> it's like, and now it's just like blown up. And like, I've gotten so like work. My biggest business acquisition tool is Harris Vintage, like the Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, for sure. Because I also have Caitlin Coffee Creative where I post like work stuff. But like, and that's why, <laughs> sorry, my dog's snoring. But that's why it's like, it's kind of like hard to explain like, even my husband like or people who don't aren't in this world because it's like me being on instagram is my job yes me going to the thrift store is my job because like i'm a curator i have to go source stuff i'm this is my business acquisition tool if i'm not like engaging and i like to do it it's not like okay i need to engage i mean sometimes we everyone needs a break sometimes yeah but which i did take over christmas but like and I did quit for a while because I was losing my fucking mind. I mean, that's so, that's, that's so normal. Okay. That's good. so normal. And it, it did feel good. And like, I do like to like take a shut step. it down. Like yesterday I didn't post for a very long time, but like it, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like really helped my career and like, I don't know. I love okay. It. So where it started out as like you literally went and found things and sold them and whatever. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What has kind of been the evolution? Like, where are you at now? Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that. Because evolution. now you're like doing stuff for like hotels mm-hmm. and like, so how is it kind of split between your like brand creative mm-hmm. design and your vintage curating yeah. stuff? Um, so that is, so that's the social media thing. I was like showing my own house and my own style and then like, this very specific person, Ernest, who works for Graduate Hotels. Um, he's the design director. I followed him just somehow randomly, and he followed me. And I would, I used to post um, these, these like roundups of like auction sites and like art that I wanted to buy, but like I couldn't because I can't buy everything. And I would post roundups like telling people you should buy them or like cherish roundups. And anyways, he DM'd me out of nowhere and was like, hey, I want to talk to you about a job. Like, do you want to have a call? I was like, yeah. And he hired me to curate this vintage art wall that was 900 square feet. Like, I mean, the biggest, most massive empty wall you could ever imagine. And it was very quick turnaround. And like, literally don't, don't know how I... You have to be crazy to be able to pull that off. And, like, I am crazy. So I did, and it was so great, and, like, worked with great people and pulled it off in three months. And, like, that really kind of, like, launched, like, people actually hiring me for creation. Um, And then now, like, more, like – so I'm a decorator and, like, a stylist. I'm not – What's a decorator? Decorator? Did I say it weird? (laughs) A decorator. 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 Did I say it weird? You said decorator. I was like, oh, is this like a term? A new term? Because I said it like decorator, like a duck? <laughs> yes. That's how I say it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Another word that I say wrong. <laughs> a decorator. Shit. Sorry. I, no, you're a decorator um, in my head. And so it's different than a designer. Like I only decorate with ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and... Because, like, duck, de- the, the designers, like, are be- very good at math. And, like, it's basically, like, they're, like, an architect and a designer. Because you have to, like, plan out, like, okay, the shelves are going to go right here. They're, like, a, I don't know. It's just, like, 
I do not do that. Yeah, it's so much more involved. Um, I'm like, I come in at the end and I'm like, I can make selections of like tile and marble and color palette and which I do now, but like, and like decor. But, um, so like interior designers will hire me to come in and like style and mm. bring the flair and the decor okay. after they've already done the whole thing. Um, so, and that's really what I love to do. Um, so they like lay a just, base and then you come in. Yeah. Okay. And like source art and stuff and colors and just like just add a little bit of whatever yeah um and then like you know again I got hired by graduate to do another hotel art wall and people just like I don't know like it's like if you could take my style like that you see here and like hire me to do it it's it's like very fun and then like it doesn't feel like work to me at all because I love it so much and it's sounds bad but it's like really easy so like my business sound bad like you're an expert that's why it's easy for you thank you but yeah my business is very split is split very differently now like at this point in time like today I'm doing much more like interior stuff than branding like I have a couple branding projects that are like wrapping up and a couple in the pipeline but the styling and like curation decorating stuff is like decorating is so (laughs) much more me because I like graphic design as you know like your sister's a graphic designer and like writing you're very much like at your desk like when I'm doing a branding project like I am like drawing designing I'm like at my computer Mm -hmm. for very long periods of time um and there's also lots of like interaction with the client and just like there's so much and like I just really like to like if I have this like sudden urge to like get my car and go like I want to be able to do that so like I don't know I feel like that's why the like I do have to have a couple like core branding clients per year just to like make money (laughs) but it's slowly like becoming like I can do more of one and then the other so is your because I'm making the same amount based off of yeah I'm making the same amount so is your dream to be to like fully like yeah, I don't think you ever want to move away completely from like no. You always want to have the door open, but like you want your main thing to be like this. I curation. want to be like I want to do a lot of things, <laughs> but like I think, and I've said this before, but like I really think that like my future is like set design, like for movies or something what? or like TV shows. Yeah, because like if you think about Kaylin, it, that's so cool. <laughs> thank you. And you know I love movies. Like, I've always yeah. been obsessed with movies. And that's, like, kind of my other side that yeah. people know about. But, like, it's a huge part of my life. Yeah. Um, and so, and, like, when I am designing a space or, like, my house, like, I think of it as, like, little, um, like, scenes. And, like, and it's so fun to, like, take someone's personality and, like, turn it into a scene. And, like, when I'm watching movies or TV, like, I'm looking at the decor and, like, the the set design because it tells the story of the person like and like I think about I'm, I'm like those set designers and like production designers went out to a thrift store and like found that thing that is so cool and like I think I could really be good at that um wow and I would love to do that because like it kind of like marries the two of my passions passions together. and like I want to direct a movie someday but I don't know how to do that like <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm an art director so like could do that but like 
I don't know how to fucking do that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm like just really thinking like that's my future, but I don't know. That's so fucking cool. And someone asked me to do a book. What? Yes. Oh, to like, what do you mean? Like to write a book? Yeah. Like she's an author and like, she's like, have you ever thought about like taking what's on your page and like making it into a book? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but. Oh, you mean like, like a coffee table book? Yeah. Oh my God, Kayla, that would be insane. <laughs> that would be so fucking cool. And that so could mix cool. like my branding or my graphic design and my whatever. Caitlin, that would be amazing. That call is sometime this week. I can't remember. <laughs> You're like, actually, it's right now. I'm also looking for an assistant because I'm like <laughs> totally out of my mind, but I'm just kidding. Can't afford an assistant. <laughs> but that's really what I'm up to. I mean, you know. I love it. I love it. I have so, I feel like I have so many questions. Um, okay. But we don't have all the time in the world. So, okay. Now we do. Okay. I, ha- I did have people send some questions in. So I guess we can kind of start there. I have like more like general questions kind of like and I feel like I already know what your answer is going to be just based on like mm-hmm. who you are but like what is in oh yeah and what's out mm-hmm. in term like as far as you're concerned okay for home decor um god so I don't like to say something's in because then once it's in it's already out pretty mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. but um I think people are really gravitating towards like more lived in style, mm-hmm. like that you do see in, in like real people's homes that don't hire an interior designer because like that is truly like showing who you are. And I feel like in the past two or three years, like all of us have kind of like at least tried to get to know ourselves better. So like, I feel like what's in is like, um not perfection like more of like a kind of like laissez-faire style Mm -hmm. just that is not focused so much on like is am I using the the sand the you know Pantone color of the year it's like no like it's like we're kind of past the like like mega like trendy stuff Uh, not really because like obviously like Gen Z style is like very in mm. for clothes and interiors, but like it's already out. You know what, what I mean? What is Gen Z style for interiors? It's it's like pastels. Oh. It's like furry pillows. It's like blobby mirrors. It's um, oh, I like literally just pictured like a store that... checkerboard. Yes, like checkerboard everything. Yeah, and um, it's basically like how our rooms looked like when we were like nine. Yeah, and you know, like flowers, like the hippie flowers and like, like peace signs. And yeah, like it's like, that's already out. So like Instagram, we live in this world that's like very like, and with people that make money off of like influencing and stuff, they latch on to something. And like, if they know people like it, they're going to do it more. Right. So that's why trends are like going like this. So like, if you just stick true to yourself and do what you like, then nothing will ever feel out like my house is is never gonna go out of style for me because I like it you know like and if you if you decide things based off of like what's true to you then you don't have to keep up right and 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 it's really like consumerism is something I'm very passionate about 
uh, I don't like it because it's like the trends also make you buy more and more and more and then you throw it out a year later and it's just like well it's like fast fashion it's like fucking yeah. getting a dress at forever 21 yeah like like don't do that <laughs> like don't yeah or you'll regret it because well, like think about our moms like they didn't do that like our houses look the same for 20 years that's okay? such a good point like besides like little trinkets they would buy right and it it should be like that yeah and like when you invest in like recovering your couch like you're not going to want to change it right for 20 years because it was fucking expensive yeah so that's such a good point so someone did ask i feel like this goes with this is um like do you have concerns about the home whitewashing trend and like oh yeah how do we get people to embrace like vintage tile mm. and stuff like that yeah um so that's a whole a whole pandemic of its own um <laughs> house flippers not to be insensitive i'll say epidemic um, house flippers, you know, starting in like 2013, 2015, like just came in and like anything that was old or anything that was quote unquote dated, which in reality was like made in the USA, very durable, like very great. They ripped it out and put in white and gray because they are assuming that people want a blank slate that they can put their own personality onto but it's like you can put your own personality on anything like that's why decor is the most important duck decor (laughs) is the most important thing to me because it's like we painted everything white in our house just to like get started but Mm -hmm. like you bring in color through decor decor and objects and like art you don't need to like and if you buy a house that has like green tile in the bathroom and you don't like it like just fucking embrace it because like guess yeah. what um you're not like you're not no one cares you know like I feel like it's like we have to have people over and like our house has to be perfect like so the trend of whitewashing is it's very concerning and people are already over it so like good luck with your flipped house because you screwed up big yeah. time Wow. Wow. Sorry. I lo- no, I love it. Um, someone asked kind of like the same, like my house is remodeled with, what is TYP? TYP white walls and gray laminate floors. How do I make it feel homey? Ooh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Oh. So decor, like if you buy as much vintage as possible, like that's what brings like the layered texture, like feel, um, and that gives you the opportunity like if you're buying vintage you're having to search out what you like you're not just like going to urban outfitters or like target and seeing stuff that they want you to buy and buying it it's you have to like really go and look and then like you'll see stuff that you hate okay but that's because you have to decide what you hate to know what you like Mm -hmm. and like someone's gonna go and love the thing you hate and like that's what makes every home unique is that like if you're not going to target or fucking whatever you are letting it letting the vintage like choose you you're not like being told what to buy so i would tell her to like go to an antique store because thrifting is hard for people that aren't like me that go all the time yeah and just kind of like look around and see like what's speaking to me and like if it's too expensive you can like 
budget and find it later. But you will find stuff that's affordable that like can make your home feel homey. I love that. And um, just hang up your art. Like if you have art that you don't have framed yet and you've just been like holding on to it, get it framed or like even just go buy an oil painting at the thrift store and like hang it up. Because like colors can do so much. Like I don't have one in here, but like I have some vintage uh, oil paintings in there and like just those tones if you hung that up in a laminate house, gray laminate house, you already feel more homey and yeah. like layer rugs on top of those floors and like just show your personality as much as you can because the house flippers ripped all the personality out. But like luckily you're a living, breathing person and you can like put it in yourself. I love that. Someone asked how to intentionally curate a space without spending hours scrolling, thrifting or shopping. Hire me. <laughs> are you for hire? Yeah. Literally, like, like are people you... ask me that all the time. They're like, I love your style so much. Like, how can I get it without doing this and this and this? I'm like, hire me. Like, if so, you don't want to put in the work, you have to hire a professional. So you are, like, for hire right yeah, now. Like, yeah. It, like, local or not. Yeah, I do. Like, I have a client in Huntington Beach, California right now that I just had a meeting with. Oh my God. That's amazing. Cause someone was like, when can I pay you to fix my home? So now you have your answer. Yes. Now reach out. I'm obviously I'll put I everything in the show notes, you guys. Um, okay. Someone asked how often, and I feel like this is quite a bit, but how often are you reorganizing your decor? Hmm. Reorganizing. Yeah. Mm. Like tinkering. Oh, like 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like and that's why I, like I said this on another podcast recently, but like, I feel like all that, having all this stuff is sort of like having props around the house. So like I can move the props around and make a new moment like that. I took everything off of that shelf for my son's birthday party, like a month ago. Yeah. And I still need to redo it. So like I can grab whatever and just like make a new scene there and it feels new, you know? So I'm doing it constantly, which I know people are not. Like, I think about my mom's house and, like, she hasn't moved anything in, like, a decade. Yeah. You know? But, like, I like doing that. And it kind of, like, breathes new life into the space. And that's what I do for a living. So it's kind of, like, easy and fun. Right. But I'm doing it constantly. Constantly. I love that so much. <laughs> um, someone asked, is mid-century modern design actually timeless or is it just another trend? Um, okay, so I so mid-century modern furniture is forever, forever timeless, but you cannot like be too on the nose mid-century or you're gonna be like a gimmick and like people think that you're just like stuck in this one little time capsule of an era, which mid-century modern is one of the only time periods of design that's like so specific to the time like they 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 got rid of all their parents antique furniture they didn't have any of that shit in their house like it was like this is the time and this is the style like nothing else so like if you do that it's gonna look very gimmicky but like if you have a mid-century credenza like this mm -hmm. or like this table mixed with like that antique you know turned wood desk it will not feel like trendy yeah but if you're like because, like, obviously we know West Elm, like, ripped off every single mid-century modern thing you could ever imagine. Right. And I was going to say, like, every... your home will look like West Elm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But but if you get the same 10 pieces that everyone has, like, 
yeah, it's going to look trendy. But no, mid-century modern furniture is so well made, all made in America, some, you know, Danish, but like high quality, never going to go out of style. What what exact like time period was that anyway? The 50s and the 60s. Okay. Um, so like it was very much that like post-war, like we are ourselves. We This is our house. This is our family. We are in the suburbs. We are doing this. Yeah. Like, um, that's why it was like a very specific style and we don't really have that anymore. Right. Like it's very, like everything is sort of like mixed now, unless you do have that like cut and paste West Elm house, which a lot of people do. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's a great style for like movies, <laughs> but like, if you think about like, don't worry, darling, like did it so perfectly. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, but it's, it's very much. Um, never going to go out of style and it's never going to because it lasts forever yeah very well made um, okay so someone asked is it true that antiques only increase in value over time yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah okay because but I mean there is certain things that like were really in style in the 90s like specifically thinking of like sponge paint bowls or like crock stuff you know like that like country country yes. time oh uh, like mary like, Inglebright, like with the cherries and stuff yeah yeah well like I don't but know. vintage like antique versions of that okay like i clearly don't know what the fuck i'm talking like about. a lot of moms had it in, in the 90s like were there ducks or um there's ducks <laughs> for sure but like so it's really like some antiques obviously absolutely because they get older and if they're still in good condition they're obviously gonna extremely raise in value and I've seen stuff just in the past few years that's like gone way up in value just depending on like did someone famous buy it yeah you know and like have it in AD or like did um is it like working well with like a certain trend that's going on right now like yes antiques always raise in value unless it's like something hyper specific okay this person wants to know how how to choose nightstands do Mm. they need to be the same on each side no okay absolutely not in fact you know like I would encourage you to not have matching ones because uh so I recently for a client found these two like cobalt blue like case good like dressers but they're low and we made those their bedside tables like I really do like having like a dresser as a bedside table if you have space I do not but like that way you have room for like your books, your lamp, your candles, and then like there's storage. Mm-hmm. Um, but so some of the time you only have room for one of those on one side and that's perfectly fine. And then the other one might be like smaller and like just for maybe the guy's side. Yeah. He just has like glasses <laughs> and like a lamp. Right. Um, but no, they never need to match. I got really lucky and found these like antique French side tables or like these cupboard things and they match. But, like, that was, like, a miracle, you know? Like, right. And just, like, side tables are really hard because, again, that's, like, the West Elm disease. Like, a lot of people just have that, like, open shelf thing that's right. just, like, with the legs and, the, and they're way too small for the space. And, like, you have to fill that space up because, like, rooms can take a lot more furniture than people think or else they're going to look sparse and, like, mm, dormy right you know yeah so like side tables are a lot more important than people really 
give them credit for because they can make a space feel like a lot more luxury and like high end, but you don't have to spend a lot of money. I love that so much. I'm learning so much right now. Yay. Um, okay. Someone asked tips for a kitchen renovation, how to make your kitchen unique. I mean, there's so many ways. I feel like tile is a big one. Yes. Um, and so I will I will take this and say, think of it like, so obviously you need to do a lot of research. If you want it to be unique, like there's a ton of ways we can do that. Like instead of like having, so, you know, everyone's getting rid of their upper shelves, upper cabinets and having just like floating shelves. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? About yes, that? you can do that. But like, think about it this way. Maybe instead of like just having floating shelves on both sides, you could find like an antique like cabinet thing that used to be like in a library or a kitchen or something and use that as your like cabinetry, you know? Yeah. Like that's something unique that no one else is going to have. But like people in like old world, like France and Ireland and England and stuff, they do that all the time. Right. And it's like, if you want that cool factor, like bring in stuff that's like, not typically used for what you think it should be used for and use it for that you know like like unique is very much like think about color think about like the like we did all wood Mm -hmm. which people just really like hate and like think is weird like if you do it in the 90s way that our parents had right like this is very much 70s and like sleek and has a certain stain that's like very specific right um So I would just say, like, don't look at Pinterest unless you're looking at my Pinterest because I spend so much time on it. It's very, like, curated Mm -hmm. and, like, gives me what I want. I would reach for, like, decor books from the 90s and see what people were doing then Um, because it's not specific to 90s style, but, like, that's just I find a, the best inspiration is like when decor books really like found their stride yeah. is the 90s and like just get as much as you can and I would recommend a specific book is called The Way We Live by Stafford Cliff uh, it's my favorite book and it's like this big and literally like all the inspiration you could ever want and because it's like real people's houses like they go to India they go to Israel they go to like Ireland and you see how people live without an interior designer. God, that's so cool. And they're like artists and like cool people. Right. So like you just get to see like, well, how would that person do it? Yeah. And it's so much better than looking at like, what did Franny Mae do on her Instagram page? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my biggest takeaway from what you just said, I feel like the key to a lot of this and especially like being unique is never looking at anything for what it's meant to be used for. Like yeah. literally like that's, I feel like you're unlocking something there with like never put anything in a box, like no piece of decor. It's like just because it was used as a dresser doesn't mean that it can't be X, Y, Z. Like just. No, that's very true. Like especially for case goods and like stuff like that. Like never like there's, there's lots of different things you can do with, different items and so like if you're stuck in a box like you're gonna be just like totally beat down and not know what to do but if you think about it like 
oh, this dresser could be in my entryway as my entryway piece. Right. Like, then you just open up so many doors for yourself and like, there's just a whole world out there. God, I just love it so much. Good. Um, oh, also like vases, like that could be a lamp, a lamp, like, or that could be a lamp. Like people don't, some oh, people wow. don't like that, like turning... But, like, that's, like, made by a fucking high schooler. Like, you know? Like, right. It's not, like, a sought-after piece. So, like, why not turn it into a lamp? Right. That no one else is going to have. Okay. So, I think this is a good question um, to end on for this portion. So, someone asked, how the fuck do you start a gallery wall that doesn't look chuggy or, like, a Pinterest board? And you just did this. Yeah. For... I do this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you so frames are a big part of it like um because like for the for some of my projects like for this for instance like that piece um was just a artist sketch that i got online on an auction site for like a dollar okay but like the frame and the mat is Mm -hmm. what turns it into like a very like high-end looking piece um and like that like that's like a high schooler's art you're like an art student's art and like i got it framed by my friend in cincinnati that frame shop but like that turned it into like a real piece of art it's not like from society six or from urban outfitters or whatever which like most of that stuff you find like they come already framed and it's just like the cheapest flimsiest piece of shit thing that is gonna look really chuggy like it's usually white or like black and just yeah meh. so like don't let don't let society six tell you what art to buy like you go out and look like this is like a, a note written by like a very very famous artist that i got at an estate sale and i immediately brought it to the framer and like red matte baby blue frame like that's i'm obsessed with that by the way like and that's unique that's so cool um and he's one of my favorite artists so it's like Wow. Wow. Um, but also like go to the thrift store because those two and that are all from the thrift store. That's like from charity. I just want you guys to know she's pointing to this wall <laughs> behind her and I will definitely take a picture of it so you know what she's talking about. Yes. So I would say, and also like um, decide your medium because I I really like for this re- recent one I did, it was like kind of like sketches mixed with paintings like oil paintings mixed with like botanicals and like that was the vibe so it made sense but usually for like a home like these are all sketches or black and white yeah right like that's an ink drawing that's an etching that's a sketch sketch etching you know yeah so like go with the vibe and it'll feel like it all goes together but those were all found over like a 10-year period you know they weren't like bought at the same time so that's why it feels like built over. Right. But like same thing with paintings. Like if you're going to do an oil oil painting wall, which you find oil paintings at thrift stores all the time. Like right. it's it's a joke. But um yeah, like just find your medium or your color palette and then it'll be a lot easier for you to like find stuff like that cuz then you won't you'll you won't be like, "Will that go?" You're like, yeah, it'll go. Yeah. Because it has my frame style, my matte style, and my duh. Or if you find little sketches or like a picture from a magazine, like go through an old like National Geographic and like 
they have the best photography like rip out a fucking thing of that and like send it to the framer and then that's like art yeah you know yeah and you get to make it your own and like it's so easy i don't like watercolor i would say avoid watercolors because they're (laughs) chewy as fuck and it reminds me of every mom who's now a grandma uh no offense but i love that that's so what's really funny is that zach and i joke like i spend my money on like clothes and he he is willing to drop so much money on framing art on art itself and and like he has a framer like we have a frame guy yeah and he like will drop like a thousand dollars he's like yeah it adds absolutely worth it yeah it adds so much value and like i always say like sometimes it doesn't become art until it's framed so like and people always ask me like do you really get everything custom framed and i'm like yeah because I don't want to look like I live in a dorm. Right. And it makes a world of difference. It and really like, if does. you get the art cheap, then the frame cost doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because like, if you're like in your thirties, like us, yeah. you know, like, of course, like you can't get every, I didn't start custom framing anything until I was like, you know, 33, 32, right. 30, whatever. But once you can afford to like spend a couple hundred dollars on a frame, a custom frame, like you'll, you'll never go back. Right. Because it just, it's like, okay, this is going to be in my home and my family forever. Like, my kids are going to have this stuff. Yeah. And they're not going to have to get it reframed. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. I want to end on some more fun questions. Like, I mean, those are fun questions, Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying. I know this is going to be really hard for you, Mm -hmm. but if you had to give me an answer, what Mm -hmm. is your favorite movie? Mm -hmm. Because you're so passionate about movies. Uh, Rushmore. Oh my God. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Rushmore is literally. I oh, can't. it's it's everything to me. It's a perfect movie. It is like I rewatch. It. Well, call me by your name, but oh my Rushmore, god, Rushmore so is is like oh, like it just has everything. It has everything, and honestly, like I can't believe that just came to my head because like I always think about this. I'm always like I have no idea, but like it is. Yeah. Because, like, it's his second movie, so it's first time... This is Wes Anderson, If you guys, yeah, if you're not familiar, it's, it's Wes like, Anderson. I obviously love, love Bottle Rocket for, for different reasons. But, like, this is the first time you see Wes Anderson. Like, he has the play with, like, the curtains, yes. and it says December. And it's just, like, Jason Schwartzman, who we've always loved. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's And, like, it's just... It's so good. It's so good. Filmed in Houston. Like, I love the my Texas My cousin is in it. Who? Um, my girl cousin Hallie. She was in like high school at the time, I think, or like a senior. And she, they filmed it at her high school, so she got to be oh, in the background, like gosh. at the end when they're slow motion at the dance. Yeah, she's dancing with the janitor. Oh my god! And you god. can see her. I'm in gonna slow watch motion. it later. I know exactly. <laughs> I know your cousin. I know who what she looks like. Yeah, too. that is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, Rushmore is incredible. Okay, um, funniest person in the world. Yeah. Uh, John Early. <laughs> <Gabe Rant. laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> um, okay. Ultimate comfort meal. Oh my God. Like when everything bolognese, is horrible. Bolognese. Bolognese oh with copra deli. Me too. Yeah. You stupid bitch. Oh, fuck you. With like French <laughs> bread and like. Yes. Like that is all I want to eat all the time. Same. And like when I'm eating it, I'm like, why am I not eating this every Have you been to Italy? Mm-hmm. 
not as an adult. Oh, okay. Well, you need not to in know. the proper way. Yeah. I was like in college, like pawing in the river. You're like ah! in Venice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually, but one girl did. And it was like she had to go to the hospital because there's like diseases in the Venice River. <laughs> God, that's mm. horrifying. What is your coffee order? Black, cold brew, venti. Nothing else in it? No. Oh my God. Oh yeah, you have been drinking this cold brew. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't have time to go to Starbucks today because I had so Is much Starbucks your coffee of choice? I, I go to White Rock Coffee if I'm feeling like... I don't know. Like, yeah, but because Starbucks is so big and I don't make my own coffee, like I go get it like, oh, wow. every day. Okay. So this is rare, but but it was so good. This was from Etsy's, um, but it's also $6 and like I drank the whole thing. Yeah. Like I need a lot and it needs to be like black and like I've tried to buy like the black, like cold brew at like yeah. Whole Foods, but it doesn't taste good. No, it doesn't. All. It's not the same. Every brand too, like small, big, like nothing. I know. Even the Starbucks one doesn't taste. So it's cold brew black. Wow. Largest I can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite book? Oh God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it could be a design book. Okay. It doesn't have to be like a novel. Oh, Sapiens is my favorite book. Sapiens. It, you need to read it. Everyone needs to read it. It'll change your fucking life. It's also like the only book I've read in the past like 10 years. What is it about? Give me like a uh, quick synopsis. It's it's about the human race, oh. sap- like Homo sapiens, but it's like, it's called A Brief History of the Human Race. And so it's like from the beginning of humans and like it says how everything was created, how everything was made up, like money, um, government, you know, marriage, like every religions of all types like oh it's a, it's a lot but it's 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 easy to read it's not like okay you don't feel like you're reading like a history book because the guy's kind of funny okay i love um, that love that and but it, it's very very informative and like countries are made up and you know like and it you really when you read it like in language and letters and everything like when you read it it, it really just kind of blows your mind. I love it. Like, oh my God. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. This is my last question for you. What is your perfect day? Like from the moment you wake up until you go to bed, there's no like, it's like your perfect day. Like you don't get to travel anywhere, but it's like your perfect day in town. What would it be? Besides- with my kids or without my kids? Well, would your perfect day be with them? <laughs> Let's say it's just, it's like all about you. The day is okay, okay, literally okay, okay. what Caitlin wants to do. Okay. I would want to okay, like, wake up. Wake up. What time? In a hotel. Oh. At like 11. Okay. Um, I would like take a shower and then get a cold brew. <laughs> but I want to go for like a walk outside. Ooh. So maybe I would like walk to breakfast or something okay and then with your cold brew in hand yeah like i want to have the cold brew first like hopefully the hotel has like a coffee shop you know and then (laughs) i want to walk to breakfast somewhere and i want it to be like like little like biscuits that they homemade and like with like jam and stuff like to start with and like uh and then i'm having like a drink okay okay? you're starting early alcoholic drink are you with your husband or no i'm with some friends or something (laughs) Um, he's there, but like my friends are there too. Okay. Um, and we're just like, there's no plans that night. So like we can drink 
and have fun and like laugh our asses off for as long as we want at lunch and like then maybe lunch goes long and then like maybe we go home and just watch movies the rest of the day because it started raining and we couldn't do our plans (laughs) and then we like get pasta someone that's there for us our friend makes us pasta but then we also like get a nap in between before dinner and then when we wake up we have the pasta and then we uh dance and drink and party all night that literally sounds like the perfect day but then the next day i have to also so i we go home we're not at the hotel anymore so you but you do want to wake up in a hotel Uh (laughs) uh-huh With no substance. There's no context. Like, we don't know why you're there, but you wake up in a hotel. Yeah. Okay, got it. I I do want to do that. Okay, sleep until 11, wake up, take a shower, get a massive, amazing cold brew, Mm -hmm. go to brunch. I want a little walk. walk. Go, like, walk, like a 30-minute walk to brunch. Uh Get there. Drinks are flowing. You have the best time. It lasts for several hours. Then everyone comes back to your house. Uh Uh-huh. it's we raining take a outside. nap on the couch because it's raining and we're watching Rushmore. Okay. And then we all fall asleep and then we wake up and we're like, what should we do Should we just get, po- yeah, I have pasta and then they'll make it <laughs> and, then, and they'll like bring it out and then like we're like dancing and laughing on the porch. Are you drinking wine at this point? We're drinking wine, of course. <laughs> and then we're just like listening to like the funniest music and like laughing and dancing and it's so fun <laughs> that sounds seriously amazing yeah that's my perfect day I lo- you know what i think we can make that happen for yeah you. and then like someone brings my kids home the next morning so like they can be there when i wake up like you don't have to go deal with that like no, they're like, there I, but i want them to be there as soon as i wake up got it got you it know? yeah and yeah. i won't have a hangover I, wow, that's a really important part, honestly. I know. It really is. I know. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. This has been oh, fucking that was so awesome. fun. I like, feel like that was like 10 minutes long, but it was not. It was an hour and a half. <laughs> um, I could talk to you. I, maybe we'll talk again. Yeah, let's I have mean, part two, which is like the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's, I guess like I should ask before we end this because I know people are going to want to know, but I don't think you're going to say like, are you willing to give any places away mm-hmm. like, like where if someone is local in dallas antique store or thrift store yeah both <sighs> like um, if they're starting to get into it where would you say like they only have an hour on a saturday to go somewhere where should they go benny jack antiques oh my god i fucking love them yeah that's where you need to go kate found me can i just tell you kate found me bookends there and she was joking. She posted them on her story. Yeah. And they were literally two bookends of like a man and a woman fucking. Oh my like God. Like in different that's positions. And they're like, they're like cast iron. They're like, I don't know. And she posted them on her story and was like laughing. And I was like, wait, I want those. Yeah. And they're literally from Benny Jacks. And well, that's that was so her their, their style. Like. That was her wedding present to me. Yes. And I have them like with my Akatara book series. So in it's my one's office. a woman and one's a man? No, like it's a man oh, and a okay. woman for both of them, and they're <sighs> in two different positions. It's like one it. is from behind and one is like missionary. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, see, like you can't get that at Target. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. That's not safe for work. Um, yeah, Benny Jacks. Okay. Yeah, that I mean I would honestly say because there's so many different types of things there um, that you can really open your mind up to like the possibilities of 
antiques. I love that. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first. Be sure to follow Harris Vintage if you're not already. And I will put as much information in the show notes as I possibly can. But definitely follow me on That's What He Said, the podcast on Instagram, because I post a lot of exclusive stuff there, too. So um, thank you so much, Kate. Yes, thank you. This was so fun. Let's go eat some pasta. I know. My God, someone made me bolognese. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)